Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I'm privileged to have Keith Miller, the CEO of Strategic Factory. Keith, welcome to the program. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And you're one of the cornerstones and success stories in Baltimore, taking a small business and making it significant. Uh, So I wanted to chat about that journey, you know, how you went from where you were to where you are now. Let's talk about when you uh, came to this country. Sure. Um, It was the very end of, I'm South African, born and bred, Uh, spent my first 26 years there, had decided that I needed to truly leave South Africa and start a life for myself outside of South Africa. Lots of crime, corruption. On my journey, I stopped in Baltimore. I ended up meeting with a Miniman Press representative in Baltimore. That was the regional VP. Um, The more we spoke, I decided that a print business was something that I could do. Nice. Um, It seemed pretty, it is a pretty easy model in the fact that everyone you meet needs to buy your services in some way, shape or form. Um, there's also the other side of it that there's a lot of recurring revenue. People use the product. Brilliant. Use it up. And you could be very proactive in your approach. So you could go out and find customers. You didn't have to just open your doors and wait for them to walk in. So I decided I would try printing. It uh, didn't seem like rocket science, and I'd give it a bash. Nice. So how many people started it? Was it just you? Or? When I bought the original store, it was me, and there was the previous owner and one employee. Nice. Um, he would come in and... Uh, really give her a bit of a break for the day, do a little bit of overhead back office stuff. Mm -hmm. And she basically did the daily grind of running the customer base and producing the jobs that needed to be produced. And and what was your role? I really, in the beginning, probably spent nine months just learning all about the company and all about the industry. That was probably my first nine months. I think that the previous owner stayed on for maybe about a month or so. And the first employee was probably with me for about a year really when I was just learning my way. Help me get some clarity here. My hypothesis from what you just said, that you probably took a deeper dive for nine months to really learn this business, that perhaps another franchisee would not have gone as deep. But did I kind of read that right? I don't, I mean, I just truly think it takes not, for me, there was also the cultural change of moving Mm -hmm. from South Africa to America that I had to understand and get through. Really didn't have a network of people customers, friends, I mean, anything. So I had to develop that too. Yourself, yes. But I firmly believe it took me all of nine months to really understand what my daily grind needed to look like for me to turn the business into a profitable, successful business. It was much more than just the production of a printed good. It was understanding the whole culture behind it, the the understanding of the customer's needs and how to fulfill those needs, the customer experience. So I feel like that took a good nine months just to get to understand. Does everyone else go through that? I'm sure everyone goes through their learning curve in any nice. business when they get Absolutely. Started. What was the first kind of plateau milestone that you hit in your business where you realized, you know, hey, this is growing, this is the right place for me to be? Within the franchise, there was something that they called the President's Club, mm-hmm. where if you got to a certain threshold, you became part of that President's Club. I think once I got to that threshold, it was, wow, you know, I really think I could do a lot more with this, Mm -hmm. that I've achieved that milestone. I think at the time there were maybe, let's call it 800 franchises within the system, and I'd probably say 40 of them were in this President's Club. 
so we got into that club and it was, you know, that wasn't really all that difficult and we now understand what's happening. Pretty easy for us to continue that journey of growth. We've, you know, I could speak a little bit about the culture. Yeah, please do. Where we maybe go. But very much had a culture of always saying yes and figuring out afterwards how to, how to achieve what needed to be done. So there was always this request to say yes to whatever the customer's need was, which is something that we spent a lot of time on just drumming into everybody. You know, if customer asks for something, the answer is always yes, and we'll figure it out. This is not rocket science. It's, it's, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Everything that we're being asked to do, we've done, somebody else has done before, mm-hmm. and we can do that. So just say yes, and we'll figure it out. The reason I'm smiling is there's a sign right behind you, and it says, can do, will do, happy to, yes, yes, yes. You've held on to that all these years later. Very much so. I mean, it was very, one of our original cultural pillars was just say yes which has developed into yes, 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 which are the three yeses, one for yourself, one for everyone else on the team, and then for the customer. So we're really trying to build a positive culture where anything's possible. And I look at what we've created over the last 18, 19 years. I truly believe that anything is possible. I mean, I'm sitting here living the American dream. I was just watching this thing. uh, It was about Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player. It's a documentary and you have to read subtitles because, you know, uh, he's Portuguese or something. They had his manager, who's supposed to be the best manager in the world, the top guy. And they had a little clip of him saying, nothing's impossible, nothing's impossible. And just really, that's his mantra. And I firmly believe that, you know, I feel like the statement that was told to me when I first moved to America was that with enough time and enough money, anything in America is possible. And, you know, it kind of does hold true. It does. One of the things I find fascinating about America, because I'm a Canadian and lived in the UK, is that if you fail in another country, that's a devastating blow to your reputation. And if you fail in the US, it's almost like a badge of courage as long as you get up and, and go at bat. And I think that's the gift of America is that ability to just see you for who you are now, not who you were in the past. Sure. It's definitely the land of opportunity. And if you work hard, there are definitely benefits to be had. But you got to show up. Brilliant. So that culture of yes, yes, yes. And I, the thing I like about it is because when I just saw it, I thought it was kind of fancy. You put three yeses. But if it's that three layers of yes for yourself, yes for your team, yes for the customer, that kind of defines the culture of the place. Very much so. And that kind of evolved into the can do, will do, happy to, which speaks to the fact that we're looking for people on the team that can do the job. And if they cannot, it's not the end of the world. We're willing to train and invest in mm-hmm. people so that they can get the true ability to do something. But the will do and the happy to are non-negotiable. We need people that are willing to do the job and at the end of the day are happy to do the job, which speaks to getting the right people in the right seats on the bus Brilliant. to make sure that the company is really as operational as it possibly can be. Can you give me an example of recent or past where one of your employees did that last yes, whereas they had to do something extraordinary to really look after the customer? It happens all day long. I mean, we get customers that call us with what seem like impossible tasks, Mm -hmm. and we always are saying yes. So, I mean, to give you an example, they go on all day long, whether it's a simple thing of a delivery driver delivering a job and offloading the whole job and the customer looking and saying, oh, I'd love that on the second floor of my building. Our staff are trained to say, yes, no problem. I'm sure that was not a fun thing for them to right. deal with. But we hear those things and we get amazing emails saying thank you. You know, your, your team went above and beyond. So that's brilliant. It also speaks to something else in terms of if I asked that same question to another company, they would say, well, I can tell you a story. And I guess what you're saying is we got so many stories, it's commonplace now. This is just our way of being. 
it is commonplace. I mean, we are constantly getting, we do something called the courtier mm-hmm. or an above and beyond where people within the organization get to write a very, very brief story about where somebody else helped them mm. achieve something that was just out of the, the second yes. The second yes. And I mean, we get that all day long where there are these above and beyonds read out at our 10 a.m. all hands meeting. And that's the way to really make the culture real is when you get those real examples. Yeah, and it's amazing to me. You know, somebody else is stuck on the side of the road on their way into work and they called into the attendance line and somebody else saw it and know where they lived and called them and said, hey, I'm coming from that direction. Why don't I stop off and pick you up? Or oh, brilliant. Other people having flat battery in the parking lot and somebody else, you know, going to their... Rescue. Their rescue and charging their battery for them or jumping their car. Recently, I'm not sure how long ago you, uh, I'll say the word, absorbed the spokes agency or merged. I mean, we essentially acquired the spokes agency. So acquired. What was that decision like? Because that's really going to the digital world. And then also, how many employees came over from spokes as well as Jeff? So, I mean, to speak to the strategy behind that, we've always been in the business of solving our customers' problems and listening to our customers and hearing what they need and what they want and really going to bat to deliver on that service. So we've done everything from the tangible product offering, whether it be the print-related stuff, the signage, Mm -hmm. the apparel, the promotional items. And we really had done a fair amount of digital, but not to the extent that we wanted to do digital. And again, with the idea of being able to say yes to our customers, it's like, can you help me with my website? The answer needed to be yes. Can you help me with my SEO, my SEM? The answer needed to be yes. We're very big into making sure that we control the customer's request internally. Yes. So we're not relying on a third party that can break that promise and then leaves us having to hold the bag with our customer and ruin that reputation or that relationship. So it was a natural progression for us to acquire somebody that was... Strategically makes sense. Yeah. So how did you ensure that they had that mindset if they didn't already of can do, will do, happy to, yes, yes, yes. So how did you instill that there? Was it partially there? So talk to me about that. I think it was there because they were a successful business Mm -hmm. running. I mean, very happy culture, good people. I believe that there were five or six people that came on board with us originally. Not all of them are still with us. I think that the culture is indicative of one that if you truly don't live it and breathe it every day, it's really hard to arrive at work and pretend to do that for a period of time. Where our culture is very much about, you know, saying yes, keeping the customer's needs top of mind and delivering on your promise. So we're always trying to over-promise and over-deliver, which is a tall order. So I think that there is some burnout with people that really aren't innately made to do that, where if you are a servant leader and that's what you enjoy doing and managing, then it's it's really a non-issue. And I think that that's the separation. We can't really make people have the right culture. Nice. We can drive that agenda. We can push it. We can coach to it. But you either get it or you don't get it at the end of the day. And if you are in that capacity of wanting to always do right by the customer, this is the place for you. If there's a shortfall or you know, five o'clock comes around and it's now your time to leave and you're not finished your job, our culture dictates that you can't leave at five because you've got to make sure you deliver for the customer. And right. if you don't really care and that's, you know, I'm done for the day, then in short order, it doesn't really work in our environment. How do you groom your leadership team? Because, you know, that's the backbone that runs the company, allowing you to be, you know, more visionary and strategic. How do you make sure they're uh, on the right path and also that they're growing as uh, individuals? 
So, I mean, the growth is something that we speak to all the time. And I, I believe that growth is very essential within the company and within any growing, with any company that wants to be sustainable, there has to be growth. Um, that growth brings a couple of things. It brings a lot of stability to the organization, mm -hmm. a lot of opportunity to the organization. And I think that that's the key. And the fact that there is, has been and always will be constant growth within the organization, everybody within the organization has an opportunity to step up and evolve and grow into a new position. We don't necessarily force it, but we do encourage that growth because it's considerably easier for us to take people within the organization and grow them than rather hire people from outside the organization and have them learn the culture and the way that we do business and then help lead the organization. Right. So I think that just that constant reminder that we are mm -hmm. growing and we're outgrowing the organization constantly and we have to keep adding human capital, technology, something to help us bridge that gap nice. between what our growth is. I think just reminds everybody that those opportunities do exist. We run ops meetings. We do a lot of offsite training, onsite training, just constant evolution of the need to deliver and how do we achieve that. It's just a lot of internal communication. When I did the tour of this place, maybe about six months ago, you really got a sense that it was a well-oiled machine with communications and workflow just seemed uh, seamless. A, is that a reality? And B, how do you make sure you maintain it as, you know, jobs come in, there's deadlines. So two-part question, how do you maintain it and how do you handle it when it's like a real stressful situation? You know, I think it depends on the day. There are definitely days where we have outgrown our systems mm -hmm. and on those days it really hurts, but we're constantly looking to say, how are we falling down? How do we improve that system and keep moving everything in that forward direction? So, nice. you know, it's how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's really how do you evolve the system? It's one step at a time. So I think on some days where we're not stressing our internal system, everything's under control, everything's working correctly. There are other days where we are constantly stressing that system beyond mm -hmm. what it was made to do. And we're figuring out how do we get to that next step? So we're spending a lot of time and energy at the moment and resources on, on technology. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I do believe in Industry 4.0, which is very much about just embracing technology and having that help you make decisions and right. do stuff. So we're, we're on that journey at the moment where we're putting in an entirely new ERP system that will far exceed whatever we had before and enable us to have hooks and levers that could do a lot of the stuff behind the scenes autonomously nice. without any human interaction um, that I think will enable us, or I believe will enable us to scale exponentially and rely on that technology to help make that happen. World according to Umar, I think the leader's job, either you at the top spot or leaders throughout the organization, is to the people they're leading, help them to suspend their limitations and trust and go on that journey where you get the most out of that employee. A, do you concur that's kind of what leadership is? And how would you change the definition? And two, how do you grow leaders at the strategic factory? I mean, I think that leadership really is setting a vision and having people buy into that yeah. vision and coming along for the ride willingly. So I think that we've proven that we have a solid vision and we've got a really good track record. We've done things that nobody in our industry has really done. We've created some pretty unique opportunities for growth within the organization mm -hmm. that people have seen. I mean, we have people that have been here for, I don't know, almost the entire ride. And they've probably sat in 27 different seats along mm -hmm. the way and every one of them has been more exciting or different. So 
the illustrations of the opportunities for growth exist and constantly exist. We run nice. a employment expo once a month where we fill a room with 50 or 60 prospective employees that have been vetted and screened that come in and are trying to fill the 15 or 16 open positions that we perpetually seem to have open. Nice. Um, so I think that the op- just the fact that we set that vision and we on a solid course and there's constantly that ability for us to prove that we have the growth. Yes. We've managed to ensure that the market is not our constraint. We're not trying to sell a product or a service that nobody wants to buy. People need to buy it. People need to communicate, need a brand, need a market for their businesses. And I think we do it as well as anybody else in the industry. Um, I think we probably do it better than most. So I think that we've set the strategy. I think that we live the vision. And I think that we constantly remind everyone of that all day long. So I think that that has a lot to do with what it takes to really grow leaders Absolutely. within the organization. And I think that's a also a hard thing to do to keep that continual forward movement, education, messaging. It takes effort, but it's worth it. It definitely takes effort and it's definitely worth it. You know, I feel like every day we're rolling this massive boulder up a hill and eventually we're going to get to the top of this hill. I'm not sure where the top of that hill is. I mean, mm-hmm. we originally was talking a little bit about complacency and yes. you know, most companies I think start out and they're driven in this do or die mode of like, I have to succeed or I lose everything. And then I think they get to a plateau where there is complacency sets in. Um, Everyone is just happy with their role in their daily job, in their daily grind, or however much money the company's making is sufficient for the owners of the organization. Um, And I think that that sets that complacency. We're, we're just never, we've never got there. I guess I firmly believe in the good to great philosophy yes where i think that we're constantly as good as good can be but there is always that opportunity to be greater Mm -hmm. and i strive for that greatness constantly and i drive that through the organization to say i appreciate that we're doing a really ridiculously good job maybe better than most but we're still have that ability to be greater yeah let's go find that missing yeah few points i don't like the word best but i love the word better sure a couple of questions. Along your journey, you probably had one of these points where you had an epiphany or you learned some skills that really helped you get to the next level. Can you think of one of those times where you had an epiphany or you took a course that really helped you think at a higher level to, to grow the company so you as a leader grew? I truly don't think that there's been one like golden nugget that's yeah. just changed everything. I believe that it's been a lot of Kaizen steps or yes. little steps that have managed to achieve. Constantly improving. Just yeah. constantly improving. There is a few things I've done that is stepping outside of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. understanding that like relationships really get you to that next level. Yes. Um, and then really just looking for opportunities and saying yes. It's never the yes that you regret. It's always the no, no. that you wonder what would have happened if. There's a couple of books come to mind. One is... Uh uh, Shalonda Rhymes, she's the producer of a bunch of TV shows, and she wrote this book, My Year of Saying Yes. And she was just talking about, I just say yes to every opportunity. And I just finished a book, guys, called Molly's Game. They made a movie out of it. And one of the mantras for her staff was, say yes to the customers, no matter what. Uh, only two exceptions, if it's illegal or it's degrading, say no. But outside of that so, yes. is how you grow. Keith, before we part company, is there another plateau for you more as a leader that you're thinking, I need to do X? Without a doubt. I mean, you know, the same evolution 
has to apply to myself that applies to everyone else, yes. So it is that constant growth to make sure that we do have that security. So is there something else. you're looking at right now saying, this is the thing I need to learn? I think just to become a better leader, you know, I'm running a company that is bigger than any company I've ever run before. We have people that are working in the company that are working in the largest company they've ever worked in before. Our industry notoriously is really very much mom and pop-ish. Yes. Um, so it's like this mom and pop type store four or five people that managed to just get it done we're at 150 odd people and growing at 26 percent dictates that in the next three years we'll have another 150 people on board so a lot of that is just how do we make those right decisions how do mm -hmm. we make sure that we keep aligned with who we really are i don't want to grow into an area that we're not mm -hmm. so making sure the strategies in in line i think is really important but just becoming a better leader, and I'm not sure that there is just one thing I could do that makes me a better leader. True. I think it is just a daily improvement. Every day, what can I do better than the day before? Nice. I think is, you know, is what I'm pushing for. The phrase you used there was who we really are, and I think that authenticity of who you are is what carries you on this journey, that you don't lose sight as you grow bigger. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we hired a consultant at some point that came in and said, you know, give us some ideas of where we are and where we're going. And maybe we're too close to the trees and we're mm -hmm. not seeing the forest. Help us understand, you know, who we are. And they really came back and said, one thing's for certain, the market should not be your constraints. So if there is a reason that you're not growing, it is 100% an internal issue. Mm -hmm. And that's been proven time and time again. So it's how do we get out of our own way to make sure that we are capitalizing on a untapped market, you know, I mean, the print industry, the sign industry, the promotional products industry, apparel, you know, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue a year. Oh, absolutely. One of the things I've been doing for clients of for a while now is because that question of what's our vision, what's our mission, who we are. And uh, what's interesting is if it's a owner led organization, it's fascinating if you can figure out what's the purpose for that person being here. Like what's their lifelong mission purpose? And when you figure that out, then you say, why don't we map it over to be the mission of the company? And why don't we take their deepest values? And more importantly, the criteria they use to know that they're on track and map them over to the company so they become a living embodiment of what they're trying to build. And it's authentic too. Which I think is very much to the stage that we're at. Nice. You know, we've run a very flat organization for many years where I could touch and talk to every person mm -hmm. almost every day. You know, over the last year and a half, as we've gone from maybe 100 to 150 people, that's become impossible. There's some mm -hmm. people I don't see here for, I don't know, a week or two. And they're like, where have you been? I'm like, no, I've been in the building. I just haven't managed to get on the production floor or out to say good morning to the drivers or whatever it may be. And I think that going from that flat owner run mm -hmm. entrepreneurial type of spirited business to a truly well-run organization yes. is a massive undertaking. And I think it's one that you have to take to, well, it's one that we have to take to get to that next level. And it's managing to drive my desires, my goals and everything through the entire organization, but through other people as opposed to just through me. So it's connecting all those dots and making sure that everybody else is as passionate yes. and as aligned and as um, excited about the future as I am and making sure that that message is heard as well as delivered as effectively. Absolutely. Yeah. Keith, thanks so much for sitting down with me. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. 
And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 